Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight, we are recapping episode six of Star Wars Ahsoka from Peridia to Chimera and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. As always, Steve Howard. What's up, Steve? Well, that's that's a good question. That's that's a hell of an episode and a hell of a yeah. lot going on. So what what is going on in the world of Mike Gibson? Well, I just finished watching episode six, and I am now very curious to record this and have this conversation with you because you described right before we right before you hit record, you said this is going to be an interesting conversation. I did. You didn't say fun. You didn't say exciting. You didn't say positive. <laughs> you didn't say negative. <laughs> you just said interesting conversation. So, I mean, I have thoughts on this episode. You seem to have more thoughts (laughs) i don't know i don't know uh i enjoyed this episode there were some things that um i don't know if i want to say stuck out i don't i don't know there were some things that uh slightly that i didn't i didn't 100 love but it not necessarily means that i hated them i don't know because like i feel like it's star wars everything i have i have to like with star wars they throw stuff at you sometimes and you can't you can't immediately hate on it because you're not you know you gotta you gotta live with it for a little bit i think so um i'm curious to hear what your thoughts are and what so that's that's where that almost plays exactly into what what i was discussing because from my standpoint this was one of the like best things i've seen oh wow Um, like one of the best th- things you've seen or star wars things you've seen best things modern, you've seen in your life uh okay. how did i how did i put it to our friend matt <laughs> uh it was like this may in my brain this was one of the best sword and sorcery related star wars things that has happened yeah okay yes i um i, I agree with that yeah i, I thought I a lot of it to like to take the and or qualifier out of it I was like, yeah, it, it has yeah. to have like there. there's now multiple styles of Star Wars, which is awesome. Yeah, of course. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> and the the weird stuff, I don't think, is what uh, is what I'm talking about. I I thought this was. There was definitely a couple shots that gave me big Lord of the Rings vibes. OK, there okay. were um, a lot of other things that gave me vibes of like non skywalker saga lucasfilm stuff like i was getting like willow vibes from those little like turtle people or almost like like the ewok movies <laughs> from some okay. of the stuff we were seeing out on the uh that planet there i was just like this is just weird stuff but it's it it to me it felt very much like uh an arm of star wars i i at no point did i feel like it didn't feel like star wars right um I can't say that it's one of my favorite things that I've ever seen Star Wars wise. Well, and again, I can't may, wait to hear. The, well, see, and this is where this is where I stated interesting conversation, not like great yeah. or whatever, because okay, in my brain, like 
I'm seeing Thrawn live action for the first time after, oh, yeah. after literally yeah. 30 years of me knowing Mithran knowing that, and that name, like yeah. that he is this apex villain in Star yeah. Wars and you're seeing him realized and it's just like um, much like we've been talking about the Rebels uh, bump for this show if you've watched Rebels before prior to that or in addition to that, you had the original Thrawn trilogy plus yeah. two other Thrawn trilogies written by uh, Timothy Zahn, plus his appearance in Rebels to build on leading up to this moment. And it was... Yeah, it's a big deal. For me, it was huge just to yeah. see... And, and you you have the, the, the enormity of Thrawn showing up, but also in the way he did and the way they portrayed it. Yeah, um, and I'm yeah. sure we'll get to it more, but like even that scene where the Chimera appears, and for I I don't know if you if I don't even know if they ever mentioned it in Rebels, but the Chimera is his flagship with the um yeah the Chimera on the bottom of it, um mm-hmm. but like seeing again seeing that in quote unquote live action, right? It's just like even as beat to flying shit as it was and like, so cool so cool seeing that seeing the troopers everything like the visuals and the cinematography of this episode were quite quite solid i agree there were this was the first episode of ahsoka i will say that i noticed a couple uh volume shots l- less than less than perfect uh cgi i thought okay. well no oh, I, okay. I noticed some volumey things in the first episode i guess but like when we first saw that little turtle creature, there were a couple shots where I was like, it's not quite there. But and then there, when the, we got to the, the bunch of them, it was like, oh, okay, that looked Yes. Better. And then everything, yeah, literally after those first, after he started interacting with Sabine from then on, it was great. It was just yep. those like first couple things that stood out to me. And then there was a scene where Balin and Shin were talking on top of the tower thing, looking out. It, I could definitely tell that they weren't really there. Like it looked very green screen to me. Um, I was curious but, if that I mean, was those are those the, are like nitpicks. Yeah, nitpicks. I, I was wondering yeah. if that was one of the the Lord of the Rings vibes you were getting. No, the Lord of the Rings vibe was when um, uh, Sabine went riding out away from the tower on that uh, horse rat dog thing. Okay, and yeah. the way like the doors opened, she ran out, and then the camera like panned up as she rode away from the tower, and like I was, and there's like you know oh, okay. broken know statues that, in the yeah. distance and stuff i was just like this so is like a shot from lord of the rings right, right. Now. that's great. what i thought you were referencing with the prior with balan and shin on the yeah okay right so so the shot i thought you were referring to you were and it was it was extremely well done but you're right it did it did feel lord of the rings yeah yeah um, she's riding on a beast like away from a giant <laughs> tower out into like the unknown yep. <laughs> just like oh this is great it's like you know some grant gandalf riding on a horse or whatever Yep. Someone riding a warg. Um, so in general, yeah, both of us are high on this episode. Oh yeah, I like this episode a lot. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't think I'm as high on it as you are. It, I do agree. Awesome seeing Thrawn. Awesome seeing that voice come out of a human being's mouth instead of an animated character. Um, watching it with my wife, and she immediately says, "Whoa, did they get the guy that did the voice?" It's like, "Yes, they did. Yes, they did." Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a forehead that's a mile high like the animated character, but that's okay. Um, he still looked great. I thought, excellent. Um, I 
I'll get out of the way the 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 one thing that I wasn't sure of. Okay. Because it's it's the very beginning of the episode. It's because it starts with space whales flying through. Sorry, star whales. Right. Flying through hyperspace, and I'm assuming it's it's the hyperspace lane between two galaxies that looks different than a normal. Did you notice the hyperspace? Uh, effect was different there was like rainbowy yeah. yep. stripes happening instead of just like the blue and light blue normal thing yeah um i was like well that must be intergalactic hyperspace lane that's all i can think of because it was the same for their hyperspace ring was also experiencing that so it's not just a whale thing but anyway <laughs> it's a whale thing. um it's a whale thing you just um, wouldn't understand it's fine yeah um i enjoyed the conversation between Hu Yang and Ahsoka. Um, however, I'm not sure how I feel about hearing the phrase a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away in canon in Star Wars. For some reason, I was like, I don't know if I like that. It's a fun meta reference, but I don't know. I don't know if I like okay. that. Did that rub you the wrong way at all? You seem to No, it it didn't. Not. It actually uh for me it definitely gave me the uh the feels. Of yeah, like, okay. And and you come to that like part of me was like, "Oh, you know what? Is there is there this overly meta thing of Hu Yang is effectively the narrator for all of this because when you all think about him, he's been at the Jedi Temple since time. Yeah. And he has all this in his memory banks. And it's like, huh, I know over the years I've thought of like C-3PO telling this tale. Sure. And like we're getting it from his point of view or whatever, or from a certain point of view, if you will. But yeah. whether that point of view now is Hu Yang, that'd be, you know, he he's, uh, no offense to 3PO, I feel like he'd probably be a little bit more of a reliable narrator than 3PO. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, and I think it's just me being nitpicky because I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. My wife was like, oh, just shut up and like it. It's fun. Who cares? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm being a crotchety old man. Um, speaking real quick, this is a, a tangent. But speaking of, I saw this on Twitter today. This is an excerpt from a Star Wars novel called Brotherhood. Have you read this? I don't know who it's by. Uh, no, I have not. It's on Oh, that. sorry. By Mike, it's by Mike Chen. I guess it's a, I don't know. Maybe it's not a novel, but this is excerpt from Brotherhood by Mike Chen. Yeah, it is a novel. It's uh, okay. about Obi Wan and um, what was it? Obi Wan and Quake? No, that's Master and Apprentice. So it is. I, I'd assume it's Obi Wan okay. and Anakin then. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read you a couple sentences from okay. it, and I'm going to see if you catch what this person on Twitter caught. Gathering, 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 her friends chanted in a group, a joy that she couldn't quite grasp. For several weeks, it was all they had talked about. What color kyber crystal they wanted, what type of handle or emitter they wanted to use, or how Professor Hu Yang was so old that the ancient droid supposedly arrived at the Jedi Temple in a big blue box thousands of years ago, forever teaching lightsaber construction. You never knew about that before? No. Oh. That Hu Yang was delivered by the Doctor from Doctor Who, which <laughs> Star so, Wars. So that book came out, and that whole line was a reference to David Tennant voicing Hu Yang. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, but that also, but more than a reference, if that novel is considered canon, 
then that is a reference to Doctor Who traveling to the Star Wars galaxy and just dropping off a droid. I mean, or whatever or... company manufactured him dropping off a droid in a blue box, but. Yeah, but if you're saying it's a reference to Doc, to David <laughs> they, Tennant, they did it as a, not a reference David to Doctor Tennant, Who. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, I thought was... that was very interesting that <laughs> from a certain point of view, yep. Doctor Who canon within the Star Wars universe. I mean, the Daleks have got to be out there somewhere. You think so? Um, <laughs> They've got plenty of other weird mechanicals out there. They, yeah. they could easily do it. Right. Um, okay, so I guess I'm over the far, far away thing because who cares? It's fun. Um, I really did like... I th- I thank Rachel for that. <laughs> yeah. I really did like the look of Peridia, the uh, ring around it just being like bones of space whales. That was yeah badass and awesome. This is where the whales come to die. That was a cool line. Um, and I was kind of relieved because I was mowing the lawn last weekend and I had this thought and I was like, if they're going to a different galaxy, you know, I always think about Star Wars when I mow the lawn. I don't know why. But I do. Why not? And I was like, they're going to a different galaxy. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. What if they're going to pull this dumb twist? And when they arrive at the other galaxy, they're just like on Earth or something. I was like, that would just be (laughs) the dumbest, lamest thing ever that they think is a cool idea. And I was like, please. So when they showed a planet that was definitively not Earth, I was like, okay, thank God. They didn't do that dumb thing. Um. Uh, so yeah, Peridia. Um, I don't know. We're kind of jumping all over the place. I don't know. Did you have any other specific thoughts about the beginning or anything up until we already talked about Thrawn? <laughs> like, I'm sure we'll talk more about him, but um, no. I mean, do we want to get back on back on target and go uh, go from the top ish? We can skip over anything. Oh, uh, sure. About, I mean, but... we just talked over uh, the conversation. We just talked through the conversation between Hu Yang and Ahsoka and arriving at sort of. Uh, Did you notice Peridia? the history okay. history of the world part one, two, and three? Yeah, was that a Mel Brooks reference? So I I initially tabbed it as Mel Brooks reference, but is it a also a reference to the sequel trilogy, the prequel OT and sequel oh, trilogy? Oh damn! Yeah. Um, the second time I watched be, that, but... that's what popped into my head. I was like. Oh, huh. It could be, except for the fact that Ahsoka says that those stories were told to her when she was a Padawan in the temple. Mm. And at that point, none of the three of those trilogies had been completed as stories. So I guess it couldn't specifically be, but it could be a reference to three different stories, three different trilogies, or just the idea of trilogies in general. Parts one, two, and three, Star Wars is known for trilogies. So like, yeah. Just like I think a, it's, a bit if of anything, it's probably a reference yep. reference to the fact that they release these things in trilogies. So it's yeah, I didn't I did not think about that at the time, but that is really cool. Yeah, I definitely immediately was like, oh, Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing I thought yeah. too. <laughs> okay, um, quote from that that was I, I thought was was quite poignant. Uh, the Force Hu Yang to Ahsoka, the Force provides you insight, but it doesn't give you all the answers. Yeah, that's great. That man great is wise, sure. wise droid. Yes, very. Well, he's been around long enough. That's true. Um, yeah. When you don't wipe his memory, things like this happen. Um, true. You get him and you get R2. And, well, yep. also Chopper for better or worse. <laughs> Definitely Chopper. Yeah. It's a, yeah. <laughs> um, you go from there to Sabine in the cell. and uh, Oh, I forgot all about that already. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that part of it. Like her and Balin kind of still at odds. 
and then panning to yep. the arrival on Peridia that we talked well, about. Well, we, yeah, we meet, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's in her cell on the ship. Yep. That's right. Um, we had a deal. Right, we had a deal. She's in cell one <laughs> versus the yes. other cell she was in. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they arrive and they go out and meet uh, the Night Sisters, three additional Dude, Night Sisters that even, are still around, apparently. Even before they do that, as they're heading down to the planet, that gold shuttle, like, yeah. that was cool as hell. It was cool. That was super cool. Um, and there's like a queen, Night Sister Queen. Is it the, the same one that we saw in like? No, it wasn't Mother Tales. It can't be the same one. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, I, I can't remember. They referred to them as the Great Mothers. Yeah, and they're saying that they came from this other galaxy in the first place. Right. Their this home was, world. This is was the Peridia. home world of the Death Mary. Okay. Did we know that? Uh, I think we heard it last week ish. Okay. And that was it. Like before that, but to they, my knowledge, no. I was going to say, they didn't establish that in any Clone Wars episodes or Rebels or no. anything that you talked about Dathomir or anything. Yeah. I didn't no, think but so. That would, I didn't think so. I guess that would kind of make sense as to why their force use is a little wonky compared to everybody else. It, yes. It would kind of make sense that they're the only witches in yeah. uh, the entire Star Wars galaxy. And, that, and how, like, I mean, there's people that'd be like, oh, I love Star Wars, but when it gets too magic-y, I don't like the witches and stuff like that. It's like, well, it makes sense because technically they quote unquote shouldn't be in this galaxy. Right. <laughs> you know, because they're from somewhere else. Wait, so you, makes mean, sense. you mean like uh, Balin and Shin that don't yeah. like the witches? <laughs> well, yeah, I meant people in real life. Right. Star Wars fans. But yes, also that too. Um, this thing but they even have the same like effect on the weird and magic-y. Come on. I know it's like a fine line, right? What's yeah. what, what, what is good, weird and magic star Wars. And what is too far <laughs> weird magic star Wars. It's like a fine line. But you can lift shit up with your brain, but if it turns green, that's eh, too I weird. Know. For yeah. Me. It's too much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's weird. Where do you draw the line? It's tough. Yep. I mean, I'm all for it, but I know there's people that, um, you know, aren't, um, uh, the, the effect on the queen's voice is the exact same as it is in like clone wars or yeah. animated stuff where yeah, it's great. like, she's talking but there's also like a echoey ghost of everything that she's saying kind of in the background it's very creepy but um very well done Mm. um that was great they do this put this floaty orb red energy uh thing around sabine to lead her to the cell i thought that was cool yeah yeah that Um, bolo whatever I, i yeah my my quote was cool bolo thing yeah very cool bolo thing but uh, I didn't yeah, know what because, was going to happen with because it. she reeked of Jedi. Yeah, I know. They look at her. and She's just like, oh, mm. not me. I'm not a Jedi. Yeah, not really sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, for a second, I thought that they're just going to have like Ezra be in like the cell next to her or something. Oh. And they were going to um, see. I thought they were going to call way. out Balin, which ended up happening yeah, so later. I. Yes. But that's what I thought they were talking about was they were going to like Panda Sabine and then they snap over to Balin or something. That's a, exactly what I thought, too. Yeah, we've seen too many of these things, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I know. But hey, uh, isn't it great that they're not doing what we were expecting them to do? Subverting expectations in, in a, way in a still, good way. <laughs> in a way that's still satisfying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In so, a way that doesn't take me two years to accept. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I still haven't. Um so hmm. after that we get the I was talking about Last Jedi in that, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one I got right off the bat. Um after that we get the kind of tension between uh Shin and Balin, which was kind of cool. 
the uh, the whole discussion over where they are and what they are and like that they're not Jedi and not following the order. He was talking about how he misses some parts of the order. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. So. A lot of interesting conversations between the two of them in this episode. Um, Cause yeah, it's later when he says he misses the, oh, yeah, the idea the, of the it. The one towards the end, right? It's when they're out on the, um, towards the end. Yeah. He yep. misses the idea of it, but he doesn't miss like, I can't remember what he says. The, it was, the, the, but not the truth, the, the weakness. There was no weakness. future there. Yeah. Right. But not the truth. I don't, I didn't get that line. He doesn't miss the truth. Like, not the truth of what the order was. He misses the idea of the order, but not the truth of the order. Of what it, okay, of like yeah, what, okay, that what it sense. actually, yeah. Gotcha. Um, makes I, sense. Um, I did like that they referenced uh, effectively the, the Boken Jedi. Yeah, okay. I couldn't understand. I didn't say that they said Boken or Balkan or whatever. I was trying to figure out what that word was, but like, that's a term that means trained in the in the wild more or less yeah um it's a reference to like a a training sword uh used like a a samurai training samurai sword okay Um, cool and and, you know uh, i don't want to say like uh cut rate type thing like yeah cut cut rate reference but that i think effectively that's what his derision of it is kind of using that term as sure of like oh yeah they're they're you know they're jedi but they're not you know, trained in the order and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So. I suppose there's probably a good number of them. Uh, anyone, I mean, anyone that escaped order 66 and remained a Jedi. Would that yeah. count? I mean, Ezra then is for sure that because he was not even a part of the Luke order. Was that. Luke was that. Yes. Council was disbanded by that point. Right. For sure. But does, would that count somebody like Kanan or Cal Kestis who were, uh, Padawans, but were like knighted in the field, like they completed their training. I mean, he's referencing away Ahsoka from it. with it, so yeah. I guess you're right. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you I were, I not thought he was. Knighted... Wait, I thought he was referencing Ezra with it. I thought he was. Oh yeah, because Ahsoka straight up quit. She... They keep calling Ahsoka a Jedi when she's not technically a Jedi. She's... Right. She's... I mean, she she wow. literally said it. I am no yeah. Jedi. Um, yeah. but yeah, they were referencing Ezra. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, because she said she asked him if he knew Ezra and he said no, he's too young or something like that. Right. He was trained in the field or he was Right, and then oh, she said Jedi. she said like me and uh Right. I trained you to be something more. Right. That's what he said. Yeah. So yeah, he's spinning on going Stevenson is still killing it. Like Yeah, he really every is. Week, it's R.I.P. just becoming R.I.P. more more like deep as to whatever is going on with his character. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I feel like we're going to keep getting more of that because um, jumping back to earlier in the episode when they're having this conversation about she says it's our turn, right? Like, you know, he says, you know, the the kind of power that Thrawn is after is fleeting. Right. And I quote, more. what I seek is the beginning so that I can bring yes. this cycle to an end. Yeah, what does that mean? What I seek is the beginning. I don't know, but in my brain, like these Night Sisters want to get the hell out of here for a reason yeah so there's he kind of wants to stay and there's some so there's got to be some other something happening here yeah yeah and balen wants to get his hands on it or get involved with it somehow yeah he's he doesn't even seem to um like 
he he's he seems like he would be, he would be okay if they did get left there. I know he like his goal seems to be tied to what is on this planet in this galaxy in right. Peridia. And it doesn't so. seem like Shin is 100% beyond or behind this plan. Well, yeah, I think well she may not even know exactly what it is. Oh yeah, no, I don't think she has any idea, but it seems like there's some trouble in paradise as far yeah, as Yeah, what all yeah, well, I feel like they've already they've kind of laid that um relationship down where he older wiser has this he's like very he's almost like qui-gon-y kind of like yeah living force like yeah exactly and she seems more like hot-headed anakin or something almost like no we have to do the thing like we need that you know yep um and there's definitely some she's very impatient clearly yeah um and that's kind of fueling her and she's not on the same page as him patience wise. So that's probably going to come to a head at some point in the yeah. next two episodes. There's only two episodes left. Ah, ah, no. Ah, um, and you know what that means to yeah. me that we're getting what a second season <laughs> because there ain't so? no way there's they're tying all of these storylines up in two episodes. Um, I hope they don't. I hope they don't. That's well, and, I mean, the other option is for them to throw it to the movie but then inherently like i don't know i i can't in my brain i can't fathom them taking two episodes and turning that into enough of a jumping off point to have the culmination movie of all of the feloni verse like you almost need some more build up here yeah well we're getting mando season four we're getting skeleton crew and, and we, we don't know where those are going to go or we, who's going to show know, up in those. Right. We do know Mando season four, like Mando's not afraid to completely go off the rails and not have anything to do with Mando. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I guess you're right. That remains to be seen. I, I would love a season two. And it seems like, you know, no offense to any of the actors in the show because they're all tremendous. But it's not like you got you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen um, that you're that will make it hard to do a season two because they're busy and they're higher level celebrities, especially you McGregor, you know, right. he's doing movies and stuff. He can't necessarily commit to two seasons of Obi-Wan immediately, even though I guess he said that he would love to do a second season of it. But you know, like the, your, your most A-list actor on this show is Rosario Dawson and she's done plenty of TV. So yeah. I think she's down for a season two. I think it's probably be easier to get these other actors for season two. So I, I, I hope there is one. I hope there is one for sure. Yeah. Like we shall yeah, see. at this point it's like, and your, your second highest lister would be Mickelson. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he um, seems to be more than happy to be doing Thrawn. So, yeah. I mean, you got Mary Elizabeth Winstead also. She's a movie right. star, but, um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but you're right. We don't even know when that movie's supposed to come out. Like they just announced that they're making it. They haven't announced a date or anything. And now the strikes are pushing everything. So like, mm-hmm. who knows? Even if it is, even if they are supposed to do a season two, we still might not get that movie for even longer, you yeah. know, for five years or something. So Absolutely. who knows? So um, from what's the- happens next? Are we at meeting Thrawn? Yeah, we are at uh, Sabine. Like I, Part of me hated this when it happened, and then I ended up loving it after it was executed. Uh, Sabine trying to do the force thing on the door in her cell, her stone cell, yeah. 
and it's like uh she's trying to do it they're gonna do it they're still trying this thing and then things start to shake and <laughs> they did it well enough that the first time i saw it i was like huh oh okay got it like they, they had yeah. me for a second and then it was it was easy to tell but like yeah i feel like they keep doing little teases like that yeah and i feel like that she's gonna use it at the in the last episode of this show or something like that's gonna be like the big like she finally and it might not be i mean it's not gonna be a you're not gonna move a star destroyer or something huge like that you know she might just move that cup or whatever that we saw in episode right. three or something but um i feel like she is going to get it and they, they keep teasing us um yep. with it but they probably will finally uh have her make that connection um and yeah i okay so this is when the star destroyer shows up because yeah. the star destroyer that's shaking the tower i i don't know why i didn't think about this but the whole time even after like in any situation where i'm imagining what happens to thrawn and ezra in any of that situations yep for some reason i'm only thinking about grand Admiral Thrawn and ezra bridger I'm yep. not thinking about what happened to the Star Destroyer. I'm not thinking happened about what happened to the entire fleet and battalion of troopers and Imperial officers that are clearly on that were on that Star Destroyer yep. when it got taken away. I wasn't not thinking about that at all. Nope. So when the Star Destroyer showed up, I was like, oh yeah, of course. The whole ship is here. <laughs> of course. Oh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was in the exact same boat of like, huh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And then awesome. oh, they showed all the stormtroopers. I was like, wait, where'd the stormtroopers come from? And I was like, oh, yeah, idiot. Of course, they were on the ship right. when it left. Yep. Duh, you stupid fool. How did you not think of that? Fortunately, Dave Filoni did think of that. Like, I'm picturing like <laughs> Thrawn surviving in a cave <laughs> like for years, like some dumb shit like that. Like, of course not. Yeah. No, the whole Star Destroyer left. Ezra was the one that <laughs> survived in a cave, clearly, for a yeah. while, probably until he met his turtle friends, but. Um, in a cave yeah it was with a box of scraps yeah <laughs> uh yeah. uh yeah awesome dude but yeah, awesome pans up like you see it's weirdly similar again that kind of lord of the rings step back f like phrasing of the shot yeah but instead of looking out over the valley it's balin shin morgan and the night mothers night sisters yeah uh, looking at the chimera as it's coming at yeah. them and it's like just like eye level holy hell <laughs> yeah anytime they can show us an uh any anytime they figure out a new way to film a star destroyer it's like it yeah. just works for me i don't know oh yeah yeah so cool yeah um i mean that's let's see if i'm remembering yep okay so the Chimera was an Imp Star 1, the Imperial Class 1 Star Destroyer, uh, 1,600 meters. And that scale was about right. Like, yeah, it seemed like the thing it. was about a mile. Yeah, yeah. I liked how it uh, lowered itself over the top of that tower. That yep. was cool. And just like hovering there, of course. Yeah, the docking bay there. was just like, yeah, eh, we're just going to set it down here. It's fine. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so then they reveal the stormtroopers, and a lot of their stuff is like cracked, and um, like yeah, worn back together, which I think is cool. War worn, broken. Uh, they got like red you, stripes and stuff notice, around them. Did you notice the type of fixing of the armor in that? Again, in a uh, nod to samurai films and ancient Japanese culture, 
the Keep uh, similar to Kylo Ren's mask when it was reforged. Uh, yeah, it's kind of that uh, they call it Kinsukori, but like taking what is broken and reforging it with like yeah. the gold and the the inlays and all that, and using the the fixing and the repurposing as the art as oh, well. Sure, and yeah, it was okay. Like, um, I don't know. I thought it was just a really cool touch as as to so how they did that. That's why the uh, Thrawn's right hand man there has the gold face. Yep. It's a reference to samurai. Okay, that's what I thought too. Um, yeah, for a second, uh, I was like, was Enoch. this supposed to be a specific character? Like, refer- like is, this, is this the face of something that I should know? And <laughs> right. now I'm realizing, no. It's, like, it's no, just it's probably like, just a dude. Face. Yeah. Um, yeah, Captain but, Enoch will be that guy's name. Uh, he okay. mentioned it once in the in the episode, and I, yeah, I, I said looked Enoch, it up yeah. after the fact. Cool. Um, a lot of the Stormtroopers had, like, red cloth wrapped around their yeah. armor and stuff, too. Is Weird. that a night sistery thing? I don't. I I literally. <laughs> so anyone listening, uh, we don't have the same notes in any way, shape, or form on this. I have no notes uh, in front of me at all. My exact notes were red wrappings, comma night sistery question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so we even both said sistery. Yeah, That's we hilarious. we we've hit the bingo card on that one. Um, so I was thinking, like, yeah. are they being held together with Night Sister magic, or are they dead and they're resurrected by the Night Sisters, and that's like an indication that of that in some way, like somehow I feel like it's tied to them. Yeah, I mean, or it just looks cool. With, we it saw could it just with look Maranoch cool. Before, yeah, exactly. So who exactly. knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. So then, yeah, Thrawn comes out, sounds exactly like himself, looks awesome. Um. Meets Lars Balin. Mikkelsen. Sounds just like him. <laughs> Sounds just like himself. Weird. Great. Um, it's introduced to Balin Skull, and um, oh, he says something cool. Do you have any of the lines written down? There's a cool dialogue exchange between the two of them. You must be General Balin Skull of the Jedi Order, and then it pans yes. to the Night Sisters, and they're like, "What? <laughs> yeah, wait, huh? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. This is I left. I parted ways with the Order." A long time ago. Yeah. Right. Yep. Something along those lines. Um, but then he says something about um he where his allegiance lies or something, or yeah. oh, no, 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 no. He says I parted ways with the Jedi a long time ago, and um Thrawn says not the first to do so, or something right. like that. Yep. Um, which could be a re- probably reference to Anakin, I would think. Yeah, I mean, or Dooku, or... I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he would know that, and I guess he would know about Ahsoka. He may know about Ahsoka as well. He doesn't know much he detail. Doesn't, he doesn't seem to, because they mention Ahsoka later. Yes, and, and he says, right give me all the, the end, information you can. Give me everything, including her master. Yes. So if he knew, and it might be Ahsoka is like Jane in Togruta world. Yeah. Or something, but right. like... Yeah. Uh, if he knew or he's just never Ahsoka. crossed paths with her before. Yeah. Well, there is so there is one possible canon break in that because I remember well, I I vaguely remembered, but then looked up on the internet as well. Uh in Thrawn Allegiance or uh, Thrawn Alliances, the one that I was the book I was telling you was like Anakin Invader and Anakin Invader and like yeah. goes back and forth with him knowing yeah. both of them and figuring out who's who. Uh, mm-hmm. there's one point where uh Thrawn and Padme are talking and she references 
the the Mark Sable maneuver, which ends up becoming a favorite of Thrawn's, where he turns the ship and like puts the top of the ship into the fire and lets all the fighters out the bottom free. Oh, okay. um, which Ahsoka did in the Clone Wars and effectively yeah. made up the maneuver. But even in the classic Thrawn trilogy, that was like his thing to do. Hmm. Um, but she mentions that Ahsoka by name was the one who created the maneuver. Oh, so, okay. so technically, assuming everything is canon, he should know who she is. But yeah, the... well, he doesn't. He doesn't say that he does. He's never heard of her. He may right. have heard of her, but never had the reason to do a deep dive on her yeah. um, past. And now I think now, I mean, knowing how he operates, the fact that he knows he's going to be in conflict with her momentarily is like, OK, I need to know everything about this person so I can right. give me the full figure out what she's going to do and manipulate her or whatever I need to, 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 to yep. defeat her. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, I great spoiler alert. I don't think she'll he'll be able to do because of her meeting Anakin. Uh yeah, I agree. I have a weird theory. I don't Let's know if you want to hit it now or later. Oh, okay. Well, okay. It's later in this episode because yeah, you might as no, well hit later it now. in this episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, then just say what it is. So we've met. Uh, we had an entire episode on Ahsoka moving past Anakin and moving past yes. his past as vader and moving past her own fear of becoming right similar too similar to him and, giving into her hate and knowing the books and knowing that he he never let on to anyone but he knows that anakin and vader are the same person thrawn that, yes right that thrawn is going to try to use that against ahsoka and sure. because she's moved past it that's going to be it will not affect her right so, that's not a weird theory that's a incredibly accurate theory, I would think. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> I don't think that's weird at all. It makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, I'd certainly like him to utilize that knowledge to uh, disarm her or confuse her, right? For sure. Um, uh, yeah. So then Sabine is brought before Thrawn. They have her a little reunion. She uh, gives him some shit, which is great. And uh, he sends her on her way on a horse rat dog thing. Uh, and That's, that's the uh, best way to describe it. A horse rat dog. I, I don't know. They, they did that, say but... what it was called but at some point, but I missed it. I don't remember. So horse rat dog is what I'm going to call it. HRD. Uh, if you Google you horse rat up? dog Star Wars, uh, <laughs> Salacious Crumb comes up. <laughs> so salacious crumb horse i can get rat maybe dog if you're thinking of chihuahua <laughs> for salacious crumb but like no salacious crumb doesn't have any horse in him he's tiny salacious crumb would be monkey rat dog i would think it's true i mean it's even in his name yeah he's a Kowakian monkey, monkey rat, lizard monkey rat lizard dog monkey rat lizard yeah, yeah. he's more of a lizard than a dog i would think yeah now that we got that figured out all right, we figured Star Wars um, out. We're there. So yeah, uh, great. I thought um, this was another episode that is I thought paced very well and very reminiscent of the original Star Wars trilogy, where like things are taking its time. Like we get a good amount of Sabine. Um. Well, first she has that fight with those raiders, which is awesome. Yep. Um, takes him out. But then she's mad at the horse rat dog thing. And there's that whole oh, like, 
that was like that classic was Star Wars humor to me. Yeah. I, I I felt where she's walking, she's like, "No, you screwed up. Stay. Go. You go away." Right. You know, and like she walks, it follows. Mm-hmm. Fo- you know, she exits the screen this way, and then a second later, the thing horse yeah. rat dog comes following after her. Like that's that's great. That's excellent. Um, and then it becomes cute because at first you meet it and you're like, this is ugly, but then they find right. a way to make you care about it and make it cute. Oh, <laughs> it starts panting like a dog. And you're like, oh, I guess this thing is kind of cute. And then she thinks it's kind of cute and yep. becomes friends with it or whatever. Um, and it leads her to the weird, uh, turtle people. Yeah. Now that fight with the Raiders was pretty damn well choreographed and quite, very quite cool to see her using all her Mandalorian knowledge, but also just yeah. being like. Uh, it's time to just break the lightsaber out. Yeah, she took a few hits. Yeah, um, which was great. Like I like, I like a fight where the uh, the hero takes a few punches. You know, it's not like super easy. Says the um, Bat Family obsessed guy. Uh, yeah, says the Bat Family obsessed. That's guy. what I'm saying. It tracks perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> You're reading the wrong Batman books. I gotta say, if you've never seen Batman take a punch, that's no, that's what I'm saying. Like. You you love the guy who gets the shit beat out of him while beating yeah. the shit out of people. Like right. this is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, um d- so I got I got weird vibes from the at first I thought they just repurposed armor. I went back and looked and didn't. But yeah. uh it looked like originally I was like, Oh, they look just like the Crimson Corsair guy from uh Maz's castle mm, in mm-hmm. episode eight that Finn ends up going with. Yeah. Or, yeah going not going seven um jesus yeah brain yeah uh but hindsight crimson corsair apparently has a mask that looks like grievous um Hmm. it's got the weird fins on it but his face oh yes okay yeah yeah, actually looks like that's not what i was thinking uh, of but yes yeah so it's yeah because grievous's mask looks like that because he is kalish yeah, it's a whatever. Okay. It's a Kalish Warlord mask is what both of right. them are. Oh, okay. Uh, his just happens to be have a have wings. Have wings on it. Because why don't you um, have wings? I did think it looked a little too similar to a lot of Star Wars armor and costumes that we've seen in the regular galaxy. I feel like you're yeah. outside of this galaxy. Give us something. Like the turtle people, I was like, awesome. Never yeah. seen turtle people in the other Star Wars galaxy. So, yeah, perfect. But this was, I was just like, I don't know. These kind of look like the Raiders that I was fighting in Jedi Survivor a couple of weeks yeah. ago. You know, like there's they, there's not too much of a difference. I was like, I, and I don't know. I don't know what I would have done to make it different enough. Um, well, they're but also I feel like, they, like Tusken Raidery in the sense that like we don't hear them talk. We don't hear anything from yeah. them. They're just there and they jump at you. Yeah. I feel like they, they could have pushed the design a little bit um, further uh, considering we're in a different galaxy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, they know the turtle people notice the, uh, rebel symbol on Sabine's shoulder mm-hmm. and they also have little patches that I guess Ezra made for them, which is adorable, I, agree. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, they lead her to their village. What? You're pondering something. No, I just am a complete idiot. So there's a line later after they come into all the turtle people and she meets after after the reunion and whatnot where Mm. she says oh and you've got a little band of rebels yeah and in my brain i was like oh it's just because you know they're his people 
but no, it's because of the patches. Because the patches, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. And I've watched this twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they reveal Ezra uh, exactly how I, I thought based on the sh- the shot as it was happening was like her looking around. I was like, oh, we're going to hear him say something to her and then the camera's going to turn around with her and we're going to see him. Like that's exactly what's going to happen and that's what is happening. Yeah. I knew I could count on you. He says, yep. turn around, you see a long haired, bearded Ezra Bridger um, casually standing next to the uh, turtle hut. This is like a very uh, Hollywood greeting where I think in real life, these two people would just immediately run at each other and give each other a huge hug oh, yeah. <laughs> and be flipping out instead of casually like, well, yeah, you didn't tell me where you were going. Sly remark, sly mm-hmm. remark back, blah, 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 leading up to the hug. I'd be like. Oh my god, it's been years and you've been in a different galaxy. I thought you were dead. I'm running towards you to give right. you a huge hug right now. But um, but they get there. They get there. They do a little sly Hollywood dialogue dance first, but they get there. Uh Imanis Fondi is I, I did not see it like when cast, yeah. but seeing it that they nailed uh adult Ezra. Yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought they were great. Like, vocalizations yeah. and everything were very I could have seen, I could have seen him voicing, like Ezra in Rebels. Sure, yeah, or like the evolution yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it dawns on me, just like I think it dawned on Sabine at the same time, that uh, she doesn't have a way to get him home without also bringing Thrawn back home, which is the whole reason he left. Um, and that the fact that she is even here is the reason that Thrawn gets to go back to mm-hmm. the galaxy. Right. Cause so, she has no idea that Ahsoka's following in the space whale. No idea. She thinks it's impossible for anyone to follow. So. Also, she uh, thinks Ahsoka's dead. True. So when he says, I can't wait to go home, she's like, Ooh, about that. What we have to do to go home. <laughs> One, I don't think they're going to let us go home. And two, Someone who is going home is the reason you came here in the first place. That's going to uh, make for some good uh, conflict, I think, and some drama between those two characters. Um, and that's the end of the episode. So, Steve, I got to say, the other thing, uh, saying it rubbed me the wrong way is not the right way to say it. But at the end of this episode, I was like, yay, they found Ezra. And then I was like, Mm, well, I found Ezra. And it kind of like... <laughs> okay. I just love the end of Rebels so much that like the mystery of what happened is now solved. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I okay. like, like, yeah. the, like the mystery and like the wonder and the build up to that ending of Rebels is so great and so cool. Like part of me... Well, I like seeing Ezra again, and it's I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens with that character. But part of me thinks it would be better if he just stayed gone and they never found him and you never know what happened to him. I feel like we're in this. We are in an age of media, whether it's TV or movies, where everything gets sequelized and everything gets answered. Every question is eventually you know every riddle is eventually solved every question is eventually answered and you know like 
there's no just like right let it go anymore you nothing can't let anything die everything's brought back everything's rebooted or whatever the commentification of movies yes yes exactly so i was i kind of felt that a little bit when yeah. at the end of this episode i was like oh okay he's just gonna he's just gonna he's here again he's just back cool. he's just gonna be back now great i guess Hi. So, like, again, I'm conflicted about it because I love Ezra as a character. I love seeing the two of them together, and I love seeing him in live action, and I want to see him reunite with Hera and Chopper and the whole, like, I want that. I want that. But also, part of me doesn't. I don't know. Part of me wants him to just have never been found, but it's too late. Like, it's a thing of, like, they're already not doing that. So they're already not not looking for Ezra. (laughs) So there's nothing I can do about it. So I just have to make peace with that. But I get that's something that I, that, that just conveying a feeling I had while watching an episode of television. That's all. That's what we're here to talk about. So, um, did you feel any of that at all? Or do you know what I'm talking about? You no, know what I, I mean? I, when I, I say that kind of thing. I, I didn't feel it. I didn't think about it, but now that you mention it, it's like, yeah, it does kind of take that. It, it, it pulls the shroud back a little. Yes. And yeah. And, you know, at the same time, maybe what we see is at the end of this, uh, you know, I, at some point Ezra has to die or sacrifice himself or do something. Or retire from fighting evil because right. he doesn't show up as a 40 or 50 year old guy in Force Awakens yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you know, so. Well, he's, yeah, because he's exactly. But neither does Ahsoka. He's exactly the same age as Luke. Okay, yes, that's true. I remember reading that once. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, he's not hanging out on... Uh, he's not on Octo. Octo, yeah. Yeah. I kept wanting to say Exegol. And I was like, no, no, not that planet. Um, yeah, I mean, we're we're in a situation now where, like, at some point, they may have to tell us what happened to these characters and that's the thing like i don't necessarily need to know i don't necessarily want i don't want to see when ahsoka dies you know what i mean right i don't want to see that i don't want to see when ezra dies i don't want these characters to die but i also don't need you to fill in every single moment of their lives (laughs) for me like i'm fine to just end something and maybe we just don't see those characters again that's that's okay that's fine yeah um because I'm not I'm not watching Force Awakens saying where is Ahsoka, where is Ezra Bridger. Like it's that's not what that movie's about, and you know, the movie's not asking those questions, and neither you shouldn't be either. You being everybody that's watching them, just <laughs> not <me>. just you. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, um, that's that's a that's something I hadn't hadn't crossed my mind, but now that I'm thinking it, about it, it's like, yeah, where. Why do we need to tie up all the threads? Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, yeah, we don't. But but like I said, I feel like that's that that's the that's kind of the age of uh, movie and television making storytelling that we're in right now. Yeah, it's just like, well, what stories can we sneak into? You know, and I'm not. I guess not everything, but like major, um, uh, major IP and franchises are doing this. Marvel and Star Wars, um, are consistently finding stories to tell within other stories without necessarily moving things forward or they just spin their wheels or whatever, because they don't want to push their characters too far away from what the audience expects. Yeah. 
um, or Star Wars has done that and got a lot of blowback. But I really appreciate when franchises actually take the risk and like push their characters into a different place. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well, but no. at the same time, I don't want to see Ahsoka die. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. So, but she's she's not immortal. So. Yeah. Now, at yeah. the same time, we do now have this whole new literal galaxy right? to tell stories in. True. So beyond whatever happens with the Rebels crew and Ahsoka, like, Phoenix Squadron may die, but the, uh, the greater Star Wars storytelling, like, you have a plethora of options now. Yeah. Of, like, hey yeah literally an entire galaxy right yeah yeah with one hyperspace ring that can make the jump between them why can't they just take that hyperspace ring back just so they don't have enough fuel probably i don't know did they say they could no i thought that was the plan was to they were loading up the what i can only assume is night sister corpses and uh yeah, is that what you thought that was? I did not know what that was. I wasn't sure, but they sure as hell looked like uh, looked like something like that. Those look they like did caskets. look like coffins or yeah. something, but I, they could also just be like storage containers, I guess. Were they loading them? They were loading them onto the Star Destroyer. Yes. Right? So that was what was delaying them was they were taking something out of. Oh, the okay. Cat- yeah. No, they're hooking the Star Destroyer would be carried back by the hyperspace right. ring, of course. And that's of why course. the hyperspace right. ring was so big to. Right. Because it had to fit a Star Destroyer. Right. Okay, I'm connecting pieces. Um, yeah, duh. Because if they could just take the Star Destroyer back, then he would have done that already. Of right. course, duh. I'm stupid. Um, yeah. Uh, interesting. Will be interesting to find out if anything special is in those things they were loading in, other than just provisions or whatever. It could just be food, <laughs> you know. Could be. Um, or it could be yeah. an army of dead Night Sister people. True. True. So we'll see. Do we think that they're actually going to make it back? Do we think that Thrawn will? I mean, I think I think that they will. I think they will. But I don't know. I'm just really interested to see what happens with Ezra because Ezra's really not going to like that and really not going to want that to happen. Right. I mean, right now we're we're setting up for a showdown of Sabine letting him know that everything he fought for is for naught because she wanted to come hang out with him. Yeah, because she wanted to save him. And Thrawn even says that, which is a great line from Thrawn. How? Well, oh, and that's that's that goes both ways too. It's a perfect retort from Sabine of, about when when because she says that he's still alive. He, he she believes that Ezra's still alive, and he says, "You based the fate of your entire galaxy on this belief." Yep, and she says, and she "You just, wouldn't understand." Yeah, you wouldn't understand. And he just yeah. sits there and like this that was i think that was the point where i realized lars mickelson was the right cast for thrawn because he just sits there and you can see the wheels turning yeah and he just says perhaps not and just that's it yep there's no yeah okay (laughs) moving on yeah there was one other time where he took like a really long pause yeah before saying something and i was like this is great yeah, like he <laughs> he's waiting like everything is yeah. being weighted perfectly he's calculating yeah yeah you can tell it's great yeah. it's really great um uh but that's also what ahsoka is saying in the beginning of the episode she's saying that sabine made the wrong choice and 
you know, both Soka and Thrawn think it is foolish of her to have based the uh, fate of her entire galaxy on her own selfish decision. Yeah. Now, um, at the same time, Hu Yang was like, well, you know, she doesn't know any other decision to make. Right. Yeah. And I think we were talking about it a couple weeks ago where it's like, all she had was her family, whereas Ahsoka was brought up in the order and everything yeah. was for the greater good and all that. And Sabine was just like, all right, I already lost one family. Like, my actual family's dead. Yeah. Kanan's dead. This the guy has group... told me in three different hollow messages that he's counting on me to come right. and find him. So <laughs> that's all I have so to do. So I yeah. came and found him. Here I'm I am. Going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great episode, great series. This show is awesome. It's this, awesome. It continues to be awesome. Yeah, this is the best. Uh, as as stated, this is uh my vote for uh, depending on where they land the plane. My vote for the current best uh best sword and sorcery style Star Wars that's uh it's been out there since a long time, a long yeah. time, long time. Uh, do you think you like it more than Andor? I don't think so at this point, but it's yeah. I that's also a function of them being two diametrically different shows. Yeah, it's hard to compare. Yeah. That's yeah. like me saying whether or not like the wire versus like I don't know. And or well no, those are actually both pretty similar. Uh no, but I, I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It's like you know, they're very like I hold the wire in extremely high regard for a general TV drama. Yeah. It's like comparing the wire to peacemaker or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like they're yeah. both awesome. But right. They're how, they're how would you radically them? different? Yeah, <laughs> That's, exactly. This is why they have categories in award shows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that I are <clears throat> again for the third time on the pod, I'm bringing up our friend Matt, but he, uh, he posed to me earlier, like, what my favorite like attractions at Disney were right. from our trip. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like they were great. Yeah. Like I, I loved know. Muppet vision 3d. Yeah. But was that as good as Tron? No. Right. But was it like, yeah, I got enjoyment out of both of them. I got more enjoyment as far as length out of Muppet vision. Right. Like how do you compare the two? How do you, I know? Or like the Animal Planet, Animal Planet, Animal Kingdom Safari is yeah. great, but it's a different kind of great than Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or the Haunted Mansion yeah, or whatever, exactly. you know. But like those are great too. But it's just, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of nuance. I, I just, I like that. I'm the, the thing I'm most interested in is what you just said the conversation between Ezra and Sabine and how Ezra is going to react and what, what they're going to do. Because, yeah. It's, I really don't know, but it's, it's a really, I think it's a great position to put your characters in where they're very happy to see each other right now, but that's not going to last very much longer until, because Sabine's going to have to fess up and say what's going on. And Ezra's not going to like that. And the anticipation of that is exciting to me because it's, it's not just a happy reunion, you know, there's no, a lot of be... different levels and nuance to it. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, ultimately I, I feel as though everyone will not end up unscathed, but like that will blow over. Yeah. 
out of probably well, like probably out of necessity. Yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough patch beginning of next episode. Yeah. And I think part of going back to what I was saying about how it kind of finding Ezra like undermines the end of Rebels a little bit. If both of them return to the galaxy and everything's fine, then it completely undoes the end of Rebels. Yeah. Really. Um and I don't want that. But I feel like that's going to happen. Like I think they're both going to escape this galaxy and go back to the normal one. But then it completely undoes the end of Rep. Right. Um, and I don't like that. That's yeah. like, you know, that's somehow Pal- Palpatine returned. You know, except we saw the somehow, except it's not somehow. Right. You're, un- you're undermining the end of Return of the Jedi because you brought something, you know, because you, you are, you're undoing a character sacrifice. You know, Vader killed the Emperor to save Luke, but oh, man, he didn't really. The Emperor's still around. And then, you know, Ezra sacrificed himself in a way to yeah. get Thrawn out of there and save Lothal. But now, oh, no, everything's back <laughs> the way it was. So I don't know. It, de- it depends on how they do it, how they execute it. But I hope that it's done in a way that doesn't make me feel like they're just, you know, press and rewind. Yeah. on these characters and on the history of them. So we shall see. We shall see. Still love the show. Still love it. And I'm still going to love it. And I can always go back and watch Rebels and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's all I got, unless you got other notes or points or things no. you want to shout out about episode no, that, six, far, filled, far away. Filled out what we had. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's going to be about the gist of it. If you are, uh, listening to us live uh thank you and yeah. feel free to let like us know and, what you thought yeah exactly uh yeah. also let us know if we're broadcasting in stereo because apparently that's been an issue lately it um, has been an issue lately <laughs> so let us know so the uh yeah check us out on the socials multiverse report on most things multiverse report on blue sky um send us an email the multiverse at gmail.com the multiverse com. uh yeah, yeah. If you'd really like to help us, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That always gives us the Ooh. the the best boost of them all, if possible. Um, and yeah, beyond that, Mike, you got anything else? Uh, Steve, I do not. So until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the multiverse. That's not how the force works.